There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, John. How are you? Good, Glenn. You? Good. Welcome to MMA, My Millennial Answers. Now, we are doing these episodes live from Flower & Co. at Tawoon Bay on the Central Coast. So, if you're ever visiting up on the Sandy Coast... Drop in, have a good coffee. They're good people. They are nice people. We have some, coffee. Yeah. I'm here almost daily, more yeah. than once usually. Yes. You are part of the furniture. So, yeah, these, these podcasts, they're, they're not a usual episode. We're just answering questions because we get a lot of questions and don't always get the time to answer. So, there you have it. Hugh asks, what kind of purchases should you be making around the age of 21? I'm working full-time and earning a decent chunk of money but I don't feel like I'm using it efficiently. Hmm. You don't have a goal, Hugh. No, you don't know what you want, Hugh. You, you don't know what you want. You need, to, you need to get a bit of a plan. What do you want your life, your career, your money to look like? And you just need to start planning for it. It's as simple as that. Well, income producing assets, basically. Yeah. Which but, are not cars, boats, jet No, skis. although they are fun. But I would say, Hugh, while you're 21 and working full-time... Over the next two years is prime time mm. to nail the habits and behavior. Yeah. Stay at home if you can. Saving as much as you can. You might go, my first target is to just save a five, $6,000 emergency fund yep. and then that's done. Yeah. The next target might be, I want to save up and buy some shares or save up and buy a property once I've got a property deposit. Yeah. Or save up and travel. It just comes back to goals. Yeah. You're not using the money efficiently because you're treading water. Yeah. If you want to run a marathon, you got to know the distance yeah. and when the date you're running it. No different with any of these, is it? And then also being 21 working full-time, is what you're doing right now something that you actually love and gives you passion? Because mm. if it doesn't, now is the time to make the change. Yes. You don't do that for the next 40 years. No. So, it could be... You know, you might be working in retail, for example, and I know a lot of people that love working in retail. You might not like that, but you're just doing it because I need the money or whatnot. Mm. So, what can you do? And it might be I'm saving up cash. Yeah. So, then I'm going to go to university or go and do something else and I can supplement my income to re-pivot. Yeah. And that advice there, it goes to any age, really. It doesn't matter if you're 21. Like, what do you want your life to look like in five years? Yeah. And if you're 42 and listening, if you're 28 and listening, if you're 31 and listening... What do you want your life to look like in five years? And if it is different to what it looks like now, how are you changing it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it might be a bit of short-term pain as well. Like I speaking to a, a group of year 12s the other day and they, they're like, oh, I want to move out of home as fast as I can because my parents annoy me. Well, if they annoy you, how much is $300 a week in rent annoying you Yeah. instead? so yeah. Or put up with it, save as much pos- money as possible buy that house and let all your friends rent off you. That's right. Yeah. So, so yes. yeah, Hugh, that's a, just a, um, I think it's a, it's a goal thing, but yeah. um, it's great that you're asking these questions yep. and just Good stay one. out of any consumer debt. Because all your mates gonna, will be. Yeah, all your mates will be in debt. 
Uh, these next two questions, John, we don't get a lot of these questions uh, about defence families. So, mm. uh, Katerina and Beth, uh, first one, possibly, uh, first one, my partner and I have 200k in the bank due to our defence lifestyle. We're unsure if um, we should buy a house. We may only in, live in for a couple of years. Uh, and then Beth asks, we are, de- we are a defence family looking to buy our first home, uh, but probably not one we can live in due to being posted everywhere. Would love info advice on this. They're from Newey, and they would love to buy there and live there one day. Mm. So I think yeah. when I talk with defence families, if I may first, John, I think it's a matter of you're basically rent vesting. Yes. You just do not want to buy a home in a temporary suburb if you're going to sell it within two or three years because it's too much risk of getting screwed. Yeah, and the defence locations are not always in the prime locations to actually buy, are they? So They might be, they might not be, and that's why you've just got to remove that factor. Yeah. So I would say to the defence family, just imagine you lived in a suburb that wasn't good to buy as an investment suburb, yeah. which would mean you'd have to buy elsewhere if property was your jam. So then it's, okay, so what properties, how are we building our portfolio? If Newcastle is somewhere you want to live one day, do you go and research that market, John? And if it is a good market, do you buy an old shack freehold and just have it rented. And then when you're ready in five years or ten, once you get out of the defence force and want to settle, go and knock it over and build your home if the market has been good to buy at the time. That's right, yeah. So I think Katharina and Beth have different answers because Beth knows that she wants to live in Newcastle long term. Yep. So I'd be seriously looking at that Newcastle market now and saying, well, can we buy in there now? Yep. Set and forget, rent it out, no, we'll come back there one day, Yep. right, if it's the right time to buy there. Um, Katharina is more of a, well, we don't maybe know where we want to live long term, so we rent vest somewhere around the country. And I think it's more of a... Both of them are wealth accumulation strategies. Yeah. I mean, 200K laying around, in, I don't know the age of these people, but mm. that's a lot of money. And I know in terms of tax efficiencies, m- could be an option for salary sacrifice long-term to super to really cap that out. Yeah. Uh, because particularly when you're deployed, you may get some awesome cash. Mm. But the whole time is long. The whole time along we're still living on a budget, we're being intentional and we're just building wealth. Yeah. So, it, And this is it, John. If you are a defence worker and you're getting shipped around, it might feel like your situation is different. Yeah. Yes, it is because you might be moving every couple of years, but in terms of an investing strategy, it's actually the same as someone just living... 100%. It's uh, just your lifestyle is different, isn't it? You, That's the exciting right. thing is you get to experience a few different towns and meet new different people every few years and, yeah, it's great. And realistically, if you don't want to be a, a long-distance landlord, mm. it's probably going hard in equities. Seeing a good advisor setting up a good portfolio yeah. and just long-term pumping with cash. Mm. But realistically, a couple of people as a partner... In defence, there would be enough money to buy investment property, salary sacrifice to super, and probably pump a share portfolio. Yeah, for sure. Like it can all be done. But know what you want. But know what you want. So, hey, that's a really cool discussion. Yeah. Brit, 
would love to know about how to best tackle a massive pay rise. I've just finished uni and will be starting out with my new career very shortly. This is like Hugh. Mm. Imagine if they'll date him. <laughs> Everyone keeps Maybe Hugh is Brit. Ooh, scandal. Everyone keeps saying the more you earn, the more you spend. Yeah, that's kind of true. So what are some tips to be careful with this? Glenspendingplan.com. Yeah, so number one, you do need an automated and systematic spending plan in your life. I don't care if you earn $2 million a year or $20,000. No one is above this. Are they, John? No. I don't think so. Well, unless it's free-for-all and I'd never need to worry about money ever again. Yeah, but you'd still want some discipline or you'll end up, or you'll end up like Mike Tyson and yeah. blow $400 million. <laughs> well, yeah, it depends what your psyche is around it all. But essentially, yeah, you need it. You need to cap your... your um, know, know your spending in your life and then that's it. Yeah. So, th- we talk about foundations a lot. So, you've just got um, the massive, massive pay rise. You've got your career. It would just be foundations again. Yeah. Um, Cash reserve, no debt, keep out of debt, income protection, reach out if you need that. Yeah. Then look at the goals. Like, what do you want? Yeah. So, so much stuff in this personal finance space is goals and aspirations. Yeah. And then it's just methodically one thing after another. But also, like we say, goals and habits and aspirations, all that, but a lot of people don't actually know what they do want. So yeah. they need to maybe sit down and spend some time doing that. And that might not be, you might not know exactly, but you've got to put something down to, because you know the goalpost will change, but just put something down you think you would like. Um, and for Brit, I would say, yes, you are getting a pay rise because you're coming out of uni into full-time employment. So enjoy a portion of that, but segregate to know that the 90% of it is going towards future you. And I would say try not to do something dumb like go and get a brand new $45,000 car loan. No. So this is it. Like we've got such a good opportunity to set our foundations for life and our habits and behaviours. Yeah. Limit the amount of non-income reducing assets in your life. Yeah. Britt? Jelly asks, what if you're a sole trader and work casually... I don't have a steady income, but I make good money and save really well. I've been saving for a house, but I can still invest some money. But can I still invest some money in shares? How does this affect how the lenders see me? This is a good one. You're a sole trader who works casually. So, any sole trader is self-employed. I would say generally you're working casually. So, you've got a lot of capacity to work more hours or get more clients. Do you reckon, John? Well, I mean, it's got yeah, to be either ca- by choice. The casual is an interesting one. It need to <laughs> dig deeper, but yeah, banks want to see minimum twelve months worth of income, don't they? Well, as a but, self-employed. Yeah. So, because there's three parts in this. How will the lenders see me? Yeah. If you're self-employed or working, you need income to service a loan, and you need a deposit or um, something down. Yeah. Now, it just means generally around two years worth of good financials if you're self-employed for the banks. Yeah, there's a, there's a few doing 12 months now. Yeah, but, but you'll pay higher in interest anyway, possibly. Uh, not necessarily, no. Really? Oh, like ANZ, for example, without naming names, yeah. um, are doing that at the moment. Really? They've done the last couple of years, yeah. Wow, interesting. So, hmm. Yeah, so two-edged sword. So yeah. I'm 
I'm more worried about your soul trader who's working casually. Mm. What does that mean? What does that mean? Are you, what are you else are you doing with your time? Are you yeah. sitting on a beach and are all your expenses met? Sounds like um, it's easy for Jelly. But then the middle question, I've been saving for a house, but can I still invest some money in shares? So, absolutely, you can do whatever you want, but mm. it goes back to what are your goals in your life? Mm. If you do want to save for a house and that saving plan to get the deposit is less than five years, I wouldn't be investing in shares. Yeah, well, I think reading between the lines, what she's basically saying is how does this affect how lenders see me by investing in shares? Well, all it's doing is taking away your deposit funds. Yeah. So that's how it's affecting. It's not affecting your serviceability, your ability to repay the loan. It's just simply, well, I've got 70K sitting there. I'm using 10 of it to invest in shares. Now I've only got 60, so that means I can buy something for 600 instead of 700. Yeah, in in short, it shouldn't really matter if you're (laughs) self-employed and if your income's there, um, you'll be fine. Yeah, and again, trying to read between the lines, if you have got cash income that isn't going through the system... That's um, problematic. Well, it's problematic because you won't get lending. No, because it can't be declared Mm. and breaking the law. And you are. Hayden asks, how much should I spend on my first car? As cheap as possible with cash. Yes. Unless you're claiming running costs. Yeah, but first car. I mean, if it mm. is your first car, you might not be the best driver in the world. So, is it <laughs> is it worth getting a brand Fat new up your car? Insurance. Like, is it worth getting a brand new car with a loan no. as your first car? No. I just reckon cheapest possible with yeah. cash. And or worst case is loan the money from mum and dad at a really low interest rate. Yeah, but the interest isn't the big issue. Well, if they've got the habits to pay it back. Yeah. But like all this stuff like borrow money from your parents, borrow it from the bank, like you crunch the numbers, even if it's under 10 grand, 1% difference in interest or 2%, it actually, I don't think it's a, a it's a minor that people major on. Yeah. Oh, no, I agree. But so would we say we'll cap it to less than 10K? Like surely you can get a decent car for 8K. You can get a decent car for 3K. Yeah. So, like, you, you don't... No one cares what you look like when no. you're driving around. Yeah. So, cheap as possible with cash. Reliable. Don't go European for mm. old cars. Uh, you want your Japanese, if possible. Toyotas, Mazdas, Hondas. Yeah. Reliability. Yeah. You might even go a Kia or a Hyundai. Um, Long warranties. Yeah, but... Definitely not a $2,000 Audi. No. Because the gearbox will break and it'll cost 12 grand putting your gearbox in. Or a 911 Carrera. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thanks. I'll see you soon, John. All right, bye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.